the Tag Digital Squadcast. Hi there, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Squadcast, a podcast by Tag Digital that brings you the latest insights and developments from the world of event PPC marketing. I'm Johnny, a member of the Paid Social team. And I'm Jamie, a member of the Paid Search team, and together we make up one of the many squads that work on the event PPC campaigns here at Tag. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the event's PPC marketing funnel. So we'll be breaking down each stage of the funnel separately, whilst also discussing the methods that both Johnny and I would use to reach users at each stage of the funnel, both from a paid search and paid social um, aspect. The Tag Digital Squadcast. So what exactly is the Events PPC Marketing Funnel? Yeah, so the funnel approach is a well-known and a widely used um, concept or strategy across all forms of marketing. So it's not just limited to paid campaigns. And what it is, is essentially a way to describe or to map out the customer journey from the awareness stage right at the beginning of campaigns all the way down to the actual purchase or the conversion in our case. By breaking campaigns down into funnel-based stages, it allows us to segment our audiences by user intent. And these allow us to create the best possible strategies and serve the right messages to the right people at the right time. So these um, stages of the funnel, we refer to as the bottom of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, and then the top of the funnel. As marketers, we should adjust the way that we approach users as they move through the sales funnel and their needs change. So the messaging should always be different. Um, People in the awareness stage at the top of the funnel and then in the middle of the funnel, it gets a little bit more um, salesy potentially. And then at the bottom of the funnel, that's where we really need to, to try and get these people to convert. The more that our ad message aligns with each prospect's specific needs, the more effective we will be in stimulating them to keep moving forward. Yeah, definitely. So as you just mentioned, each stage of the funnel is actually matched with a different level of user intent. And therefore, I think it's important that we understand what campaign type is best suited um, to each stage of the funnel when trying to, to target each specific stage. So as you would expect, um, the further we move up the funnel, our overall reach gradually increases and relevance then begins to decrease, hence why we kind of refer to it as a funnel. Alternatively, you can look at it the other way. So if you start with a very wide audience at the top of your funnel, so that, like you said, your awareness stage, uh, if you're perhaps grouping users by basic interests, um, things like quite loose like that, um, that's your top of the funnel. As you move further down the funnel, your target audience then starts to become a lot narrower. Um, but along with that, you also become a lot more qualified in your targeting. Therefore, you're, you're targeting people who are more likely to convert. Um, so this is why it's important from like a paid search perspective to, I would say, segment like your non-branding campaigns out at separate stages uh, of the funnel rather than running like one all-encompassing non-brand campaign especially when it comes to things like bottom of the funnel and middle of the funnel. The keywords are quite similar, but not exactly the same. And it's important that you segment them out because the intent behind them is um, completely different. 
And this is especially important as non-brand campaigns are a lot more competitive and therefore have a much higher CPC associated with them. So we'll touch on this a wee bit later when we take a closer look at each stage of the funnel. So let's take a look at each stage of the funnel now then, um, starting from the top and then working our way down. So the top of the funnel is the awareness stage. And in this phase, we develop strategies to help us reach potential users who are not yet aware of our client's event or conference or exhibition. Yeah, that's right. Um, So our our main goal here is to bring people to our client's website and create that sort of brand awareness. Um, So as you'd imagine, at this stage of the funnel, there's a bit of educating that needs to be done. So from a paid search perspective, the kind of campaign types that I'd be looking to run here at the top of the funnel Um, would be a kind of combination of display and video campaigns, um, both using kind of different tactics for the display network. I would be looking to kind of run um, a selection of Google's predefined audiences. So that's like their in-market or their affinity audiences to kind of um, use that mass audience that you can target at that level to raise event awareness and generate new user data. So we'd be looking to target any kind of remarketing audiences here at this stage and be completely new data that we'd be looking for. Um, Across the video network or the YouTube network, we'd be using custom intent audiences based on keywords to raise event awareness and generate new user data. Um, How would that look across social, Johnny? Yeah, so the top of the funnel um, looks differently depending on what platform that we're using. So I'll I'll talk about LinkedIn in in a minute. On Facebook and Instagram, the top of the funnel would generally just be um, kind of layered core audiences that we can we can take the targeting criteria that's available on Facebook um, and use that. So that includes things like uh, location, which we'd use across all stages of the funnel, uh, but then demographics, interests. So the interest-based targeting on Facebook is is really strong, um, and that is based on what people like and what people interact with on the platform. Uh, And then job titles as well, which we do use quite a lot. And they, they always appear to be, um, to be something that would work really well. They perhaps don't work um, as well as some other audiences that we'd use further down the funnel, which I'll go into um, particularly with middle of the funnel. Um, but yeah, we we generally use a combination of, of interests and job titles uh, and then with demographics and location in there as well. When we create these audiences, it's really, really important that we layer them. Um, so that means that we're targeting the appropriate users by taking one set of targeting criteria. So it might be certain interests that they have. And then we can add a layer to that audience and have it as, so this person likes, uh, or this person is interested in um, this thing. So for example, it might be um, the energy industry, if we're doing an energy industry event. And then that can then be layered by, if we're looking for exhibitors, it could be layered by um, marketing professionals, business development, um, and maybe some people who are who are higher up as well in the organization. So they are strong and, and powerful audiences. It's just sometimes they work out a little bit more expensive and we don't quite have the same um, the same level of success with, with the top of the funnel audiences as we do middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel, which is to be expected. 
Um, this is different, however, on LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, we generally advise, depending on budget, obviously, only running with top of the funnel audiences. Um, and that's just because if we go further down the funnel and look at bottom of uh, bottom of the funnel in particular, remarketing is much more expensive to run on LinkedIn and they'd essentially be exactly the same audiences. So we'd advise to try and just make use of the LinkedIn targeting criteria that we've got there. Um, so that can be things like job titles, which are obviously a very important one to make use of on LinkedIn. And they're usually really up to date on that platform as well, as well as things like company name, which we, we can target by. Um, and then things like member skills, which is just attributes that the that the person uh, the user thinks that they have or people have said that they're the go-to person to go for uh, to go to for marketing or for sales so we generally again use layered audiences and that would be things like job titles um, member skills and then obviously location and, and demographics and things like that as well um, Jamie, I don't know what you think. What are the um, the kind of benefits of the top of the funnel? Yeah, that's that's a good question. It's really interesting the kind of differences between um, Facebook and LinkedIn at that kind of top of the funnel stage. It's pretty straightforward from a Google or like a paid search perspective, but it seems like a lot goes on at the top of the funnel in terms of social. Um, I would say the benefits really from top of the funnel um, is really to kind of reach a new audience and get that kind of mass exposure that you can't really get at the other stages of the funnel. Um, so this is really your key opportunity to to build that new data that you can then push further down the funnel, um, either reconnecting with them via remarketing or picking them up a wee bit further down with um, keywords and things like that. Um, so yeah, that, I would say that's my, the main kind of benefits at the top of the funnel. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree, definitely. Um, and I think let's have a look at the middle of the funnel as well. So as we approach the middle of the funnel, this is where we really start to see conversions beginning to come in. Yeah, definitely. So the middle of the funnel is the, what I would say is the interest and the consideration stage, or it's also kind of referred to as the thinking stage. Um, so middle of the funnel buyers are closer to converting. And because of this, they actually understand that they now have a need and they are genuinely interested in learning more about it. So we'll actually start to see a few conversions filtering in at this stage. Not as many as you would at the bottom of the funnel, but this is when you kind of start to see the odd um, conversion coming through in dribs and drabs. So at this point in the funnel, it's really important to kind of highlight your strong USPs as the users are kind of in the early stages of making a decision. Um, or in some cases, they've not actually even considered it yet. So this kind of just helps push them a bit further down the funnel. Um, by kind of sending them that strong, here are the USPs of my event, here's why you should think about attending. So going from experience, uh, working really closely with you, Johnny, uh, I would say that this is the stage of the funnel where social and paid search start to look slightly different, but they also start to complement each other really well. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, from a social side of things, we tend to try and reach middle of the funnel users by building lookalike audiences. So lookalike audiences are probably my favorite type of audiences across um, Facebook and Instagram and also on LinkedIn as well. Um, 
they're used to reach people who are similar to or look like an audience that we've previously created. So an example of this might be a 1% lookalike audience because they come in percentages on Facebook um, of a data list or of web visitors. Um, and that would then be just based upon a country. So an example would be if we, were, if we had that same energy um, event like I was talking about earlier and we wanted to target similar people to past attendees for that event, then we would set up a 1% um, lookalike audience of past attendees um, just using the, the data list or or a, maybe a pixel event from the previous, previous event if it wasn't um, that long ago. So they can be really, really successful in bringing in them new users um, I don't know about you, Jamie. What do, I know you can use similar audiences on on Google, but I don't think that's what you tend to do for middle of the funnel, is it? Uh, no. So yeah, we do have access to things like similar audiences on Google, but I don't feel like they're anywhere near as powerful as the lookalike audiences on Facebook as of yet. Um, but across search for the middle of the funnel what we would be looking for really is to start including your search keywords so at the top of the funnel it's just display based um, we'd start to be introducing some search campaigns at this stage um, effectively kind of utilizing the middle of the funnel keywords so that's keywords that are kind of they have your event industry route kind of attached to the, the start of the keyword and then you kind of add some sort of middle of the funnel modifier after it so that's kind of what we would call research keywords or people who are in that kind of um, headspace who are trying to research around your your event. So, for example, these keywords could be things like if you had a construction event, for example, people searching for construction technology, construction innovations, construction solutions. So just they're trying to kind of gain a bit more information about what's out there. Um, the latest technology, the latest innovations, the latest solutions, and hopefully these will be things that are showcased at your construction event. So um, they're a kind of less aggressive kind of style of keyword. You're not trying to say uh, target people specifically searching for I want to go to a construction event. That's a bit later on down um, the funnel and the bottom of the funnel style keywords. But at the moment, it's just kind of uh, less aggressive and just trying to you know let people within the middle of the funnel know that you're there. You have an event on construction technology, construction innovations. It might be of interest to them. Um, along with the search campaigns at the middle of the funnel, we would also look to include some display activity. Um, this time, using custom intent audiences based on kind of various things. We would tend to build custom intent audiences around your competitors' URLs. So put your competitors' website URLs. And, and build a kind of qualified audience based off of that. But we'd also be looking to put our branded uh, keywords, our bottom of the funnel keywords and our middle of the funnel keywords in as uh, custom intent audiences here as well. Um, and again, this is just another way of kind of raising event awareness and generating new user data, but it's slightly more qualified um, than the, the top of the funnel Google predefined audiences just because um, the keywords are a bit more specific and yeah there's there's a tiny bit more intent behind it so 
I would tend to only really run that level of display. I would only run the kind of top top of the funnel level of display if there was a bigger budget per se and we were trying to kind of expand on a global scale. So yeah, th this is where the majority of my display uh, efforts start to come in is at the middle of the funnel. Um, so in, in terms of the benefits of the middle of the funnel, I would say, um, you know, this is a great stage to to help people who help prospects, for example, who are aware of the problem and are looking for a solution. You can reach out to them um, in their early stages of making a decision with a strong USP um, saying that you can assist them and um, you have a quick solution for them. They can, they can register for your event and um, they'll find out everything they need to know. So uh, moving even further down the funnel, as you'd expect, the next stage is the bottom of the funnel. Um, and I would say that this is where our audience has the strongest commercial intent and it's where our prospects actually convert into customers. From a search perspective, bottom of the funnel campaigns are built from keywords containing industries or topics that our client's event is covering with the additional term that shows that they're looking for something to attend. So like I said, uh, in the previous section of the funnel, the middle of the funnel keywords were um, you know, research phase keywords, so things like technology and innovations. This time, as you'd expect, the keyword modifier would be uh, things like event, expo or conference. So uh, yeah, construction event, manufacturing expo or architecture conference, something like that. That's like a lot of intent behind it. You're actually targeting people who are actively searching for um, events. Like I want to go to a construction event, so I'm going to search for this keyword. Um, and as you'd imagine, this is where the majority of our conversions will come in. Yeah, and on uh, on social, the bottom of the funnel is is actually quite different to that. So, whilst the mid the middle of the funnel is the last stage of the funnel um, where we'd bring in new users, and then the bottom of the funnel on social is purely remarketing. So they can either be um, remarketing to web visitors or people that have engaged with the Facebook or Instagram page, as well as more custom um, remarketing audiences such as data lists. And then we can also set up remarketing audiences for things like users who have abandoned their car um, or, or abandoned their basket. Um, and then if we've run something like a video views campaign, which I know we've done for a few clients um, recently, especially at the moment where maybe we're not looking to promote an event directly because things have been cancelled, um, we've then gone and run video views campaigns, which is a purely awareness-based campaign. It's, it's certainly not bottom of the funnel. But what we can do with people who end up watching the videos as part of that campaign is then create an audience to say, if somebody has watched um, more than three seconds of a video or 10 seconds of a video, um, or even 50% of the video, we can then create a remarketing audience of them people, and they're gonna be more likely to convert um, than somebody who's obviously never heard of the event before, so that they can be really useful as well. One thing I would say about bottom of the funnel is that they're obviously targeting people who are already aware of the event. So it really the success of the bottom of the funnel really does depend on how effective the middle of the funnel and the top of the funnel has been. And it also depends on how successful marketing across other channels has been. So 
for my remarketing audiences, for example, a lot of the time the most successful one is going to be remarketing to web visitors. Now, the people who end up on the website obviously come from the Facebook campaigns through middle of the funnel and top of the funnel, but they also come from Jamie's activity on search and on display as well. So if any of them elements are wrong, then we may end up with remarketing audiences that aren't the best quality. So it's important to see to, to note that the success of other channels as well as, as the one that you're advertising on really does matter when it comes to bottom of the funnel. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I should probably add as well that at, at the bottom of the funnel stage, we would also be looking to, from, from a search perspective, uh, to include um, some display and video activity in the form of remarketing, like you just said. Um, and a lot of that, as you say, is, is based upon how qualified the traffic has been uh, from the top of the funnel through the middle of the funnel downwards. Um, and that's why we, we, we look to kind of eliminate a lot of kind of a direct expansion or automatic expansion that Google tends to add upon to our like audiences automatically. So we kind of, we just want to select that core audience that we are uh, trying to target and not let Google automatically expand it with their kind of machine learning uh, straight away. We may do it when we're trying to you know, kind of scale the campaigns, but as a kind of standard rule of thumb, we would only want to target that kind of key audience that we've we've entered in in terms of custom intent, for example. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of one way how we can limit the kind of number of unqualified users coming onto the site. Um, so that's just one way, really, how you can ensure that the 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 users that we're remarketing to across social and search at this stage are are really qualified. So I would say the benefits of the bottom of the funnel campaigns is that the users who are searching for the bottom of the funnel keywords are generally near making their decision about attending an event. And also the users we're retargeting to have also been on the website and they're already aware of the event so that the chances of them converting are a lot higher because they're brand aware. Yeah, and I think Another benefit and probably the, the major benefit of the bottom of the funnel um, stage of the campaigns is that we get increased conversions than the other stages of the funnel and at a significantly lower cost than certainly top of the funnel and usually middle of the funnel. And the reason that I would say usually middle of the funnel is only because the lookalike audiences that we are using across social now um, as part of the middle of the funnel, they can quite often perform on the same kind of level as the bottom of the funnel um, and in some cases they do get a lower cost per conversion than remarketing so that just shows how strong they're performing at the moment um, but yeah I, I think on the whole bottom of the funnel would give you more conversions at a lower cost than top of the funnel and middle of the funnel. In theory that is the full funnel covered um, however there is kind of one more stage beneath the, the funnel that only really um, relates to search and that is branded search or branded terms that we're targeting. Um, I would refer to this as the bottom of the bottom of the funnel. Uh, and again, this is where a lot of your conversions will actually come in. Um, so these users, as I said, are at the very bottom of the funnel. Um, they know who our client is, they're brand aware, and they're likely to have an understanding of what is actually on offer. So. Uh, so as I said, as a result, they're more likely to convert and these campaigns are generally really inexpensive to run 
there's not a lot of competition behind them in the auction um, and this means that our CPA for these campaigns often tends to be the lowest. Um, so what would that look like really across search? It's just a, a basic search campaign um, and it makes kind of effective use of your branded keywords. Um, so that, that can be a straight up brand keyword or it can be your branded keyword with the year after it, with the location of your event um, or, you know, different event modifiers off the back of it. Um, so it could be, you know, if it's just your brand and then you could put event after it, you could put expo after it, conference after it, things like that. We would still group those together as a branded search campaign just because they're still highly relevant and related to your brand. Um, the benefits, I would say, of running this kind of branded activity at the very bottom of your funnel is it allows us to kind of control the, the search engine results page listing, um, which we don't really have full control over with the kind of organic SEO listings that you have. Um, it also allows us to kind of highlight individual USPs and exclusive offers that are um, available at that certain period in time and you can direct users to a specific landing page so it's not just your home page if you've got a specific deal running if, for example. Um, it also eliminates the, uh, the, the opportunity for competitors to bid on our branded terms and we can pretty much guarantee that we'll be um, top result for all of our branded searches because of things like quality score um, we're going to definitely outrank our competitors even if they attempt to bid on our uh, branded terms um, as I said it's really cheap and the conversion rate is great and you know lastly I would say the main benefit is you can take up more space in the search engine results page especially on a on a mobile device and um, in this day and age that's that's crucial that you are you know front and centre on the search results page, especially for your you know, your key terms, like your branded terms. You don't want somebody else to, to be appearing there instead of you. The Tag Digital Squadcast. So I think that brings us nicely to the end of this week's instalment of the Squadcast. Hopefully you've learned a little bit more about the funnel approach and how we use this in our events PPC campaigns. If you're looking for more events PPC insight, then check out our other episodes, which are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Tag Digital website, which is www.tagdigital.co.uk. Now, Jamie, what do you fancy covering next week? Uh, so next week, I thought it'd be good to cover how we use video across our campaigns with some best practices for YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, I think it's really important to cover videos kind of by themselves. They are becoming much more powerful, um, I know, across the social platforms and we're, we've also been seeing some really great results on YouTube as well so that'll be a really good topic to cover. If you want to suggest a topic or if you have any questions about anything we've spoken about this week or in previous weeks um, then feel free to drop us an email either at johnny at tagdigital.co.uk or jamie at tagdigital.co.uk um, or alternatively, we've also got a chat set up on the website. Um, you can head over to there at tagdigital.co.uk and get in touch there. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>